perfect. In every aspect of the game, you drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. Perfection. Let's go to work. Week number two of the NFL season is upon us. Welcome to another episode with your host, Zach Woodzel of Double Down with Dad. I'm honestly surprised that I'm getting this ep- second episode up so quickly, um, but I just wanted to make it a point to do so because um, I like to I like to talk about sports, and so I don't want to talk to people and say, "Oh yeah, well I, I could have." I could have called that, and then people are like, oh, no, there's no way that you did that. Um, so if I go on, on record saying some of this stuff, then I can always go back to it and say, hey, listen, Wednesday I called the upset of the week, and you people didn't want to listen to me. So let's dive in here, um, talk about points against, talk about the games and the points against the spread. I'm going to have a new upset special for you. I'm going to have a new lock of the week. And then after that, I want to go in and give you some guys that I'm looking for in fantasy to either continue their streak, um, and really it's just from last week, so continue what they did last week, tell you some people that I'm looking forward to seeing if they step up, and then seeing um, what happens at the end of the episode. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Week two against the spread. Let's get it. This is my first time ever really really paying attention to points against the spread. So normally, you know, whenever you talk with your friends or whatever, you say, okay, well, um, the Washington Commanders are going to play the Detroit Lions this week. Who you got? You know, I, me personally, you know, and I may be by myself on this, but I never really paid attention to the spread. I really, I mean, sometimes you do to see if, if Las Vegas thinks it's going to be a close game or not. But I've never seen there are one, two, three, four, five games this week with point spreads in the double digits. I can't believe that there's that many in the double digits. So evidently, according to Caesars, it's not going to be a close week this week with some games. But let's dive right in. First thing on Thursday night football, we have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. I think this was my toughest game to call. They're picking Kansas City by four points. And here's where I struggle because Patrick Mahomes is coming off of a five-touchdown game, absolutely balled out. The Chargers did beat the Raiders. However, um, they're not going to have Keenan Allen this week because of the hamstring injury. Uh, the coach said, you know, if it was a longer week, he would potentially play. But being a four-day week, no Keenan Allen this week. However, in addition to, the Kansas City Chiefs did not face a secondary and did not face a defense like they're going to face this week for the Chargers. Point spread is four for the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers to outright if they don't win that game, they're definitely going to be within four points. So give me the four-point spread with the Chargers. Next 1 o'clock game, we go from the Carolina Panthers are going to travel to the New York Giants. And listen, 
I know a lot about the Carolina Panthers. They've been my team since they drafted Cam Newton. We've always struggled against the run. We always seem to get gashed. Doesn't matter who we have. Even when we had Luke Keekley, we still always got gashed. I look for Saquon Barkley to get at least 120 yards this week. So give me the New York Giants to cover the point spread. It's at two and a half. So give me the Giants to cover the two and a half point spread at home against the Carolina Panthers. The next game, again, another tough game to call. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are traveling to the Superdome to play the New Orleans Saints. Right now they have Tampa Bay at three points. It's tough because, you know, these division games are always close. Tampa Bay is, is coming off of a good win against Dallas. New Orleans coming off of that comeback win against Atlanta. Give me the Bucks to cover the spread against New Orleans. Um, I think Michael Thomas is going to have another good game for the Saints, but that that defensive unit there in Tampa Bay is pretty solid. I also look for Alvin Kamara to get more touches this week, but it, it's very hard to write off 45-year-old Tom Brady almost every week, but um, they're, they're going to they're gonna go into New Orleans and they're going to win that game and start off the season uh, 2-0. The next game, we travel to Baltimore where the Miami Dolphins are traveling to the Baltimore Ravens and they have Baltimore at a three-and-a-half point spread. Another difficult game because I think Miami had a great game last week whenever they played. Um, I think they played the... New England Patriots, they had a good win. Baltimore coming off that win against the Jets. I'm just not sure that the Dolphins can stay within three and a half points of Baltimore. They, they could, and I could be wrong. They have uh, Xavier Howard there in, in the defensive backfield for Miami. He's going to do a good job of covering those wide receivers. J.K. Dobbins may come back this week. I haven't listened to the Field Yates podcast where they've updated some injuries. I'm not sure if J.K.'s coming back or not. If J.K. Dobbins comes back, it's definitely going to be a 10-point game. If J.K. Dobbins doesn't come back, I look for it to be in the single digits, but I'm still taking the Baltimore Ravens to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. Next, we travel to Cleveland, where the New York Jets are going to be traveling to the Cleveland Browns. They have Cleveland at six points. Um, again, the Jets' defense just isn't going to be that great. So I think with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they're going to run all over the Jets. Not going to spend a lot of time here. Give me the Cleveland Browns to cover the six-point spread. Next, we have the Washington Commanders traveling to the new and improved and the team that doubled down with that is very high on the Detroit Lions. They're only giving Detroit a two-point spread in this game. Give me uh, Detroit to cover that. Um, I see Amon Ra, St. Brown, doing a great job against that secondary. Uh, DeAndre Swift is going to have over another 100 yards. I think Carson Wentz throws at least another two interceptions this week. Give me the Browns. I'm sorry. Give me the Detroit Lions to cover the two-point spread against the Washington Commanders. The next week, the next game, the Indianapolis Colts travel to the Jacksonville Jaguars where the Colts are projected to win by a four-point spread. This was also a tough, tough pick for me. Um, 
probably because I'm just high on Jacksonville too. But I think with the Colts, they're going to rely on Jonathan Taylor a lot. He should have another 100, 150-yard game against Jacksonville. Give me the Colts to cover against the Jacksonville Jags, and they're going to start off the season 0-2. Next, the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. In Pittsburgh, with New England having a one-and-a-half point spread. This would be my upset special of the week, but I've got an even better game that's going to be coming up for my upset special. But give me the spread. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to outright win this game. Really, when it's a point-and-a-half spread, you're basically picking who's going to win. I like Pittsburgh at home to beat the New England Patriots. New England is just struggling. They don't really have an offense. Um, I see Najee Harris getting more touches this week. DeAndre, uh, Deontay Johnson going to have another 100-yard game, maybe two touchdowns. Give me Pittsburgh at home to um, upset that spread and beat the New England Patriots. Next game, Seattle Seahawks travel to the Trey Lance-led San Francisco 49ers, and they have San Francisco at a 10-point spread. Now, again, this is at the time of my recording. You know, sometimes the uh, Caesars changes their point spread between during the week, you know, if there's a key injury or if something happens. So these odds and these numbers are as of uh, Wednesday, Wednesday evening. Um, So it may change. But give me the Seattle Seahawks upset special, not necessarily to win the game, but the San Francisco 49ers are not going to win that game by 10 points. I think that um, Geno Smith did a good job the last game. I'm still not sold on, on Trey Lance. Give me the Seattle Seahawks to stop the San Francisco 49ers from covering that 10-point spread in San Fran. Next game, the Atlanta Falcons travel to the L.A. Rams, where the Rams are favored by 10.5 points. And when you're picking these games, it is really hard to say, yes, a team is going to win by basically double digits. It's tough because, you know, when you think about it, 10 points isn't a lot in a game, but there are so many things that happen. There's so many things that, you know, if a team is down by 10 points and it's garbage time, they travel down and they kick a last-minute field goal to make it a – seven-point game with a minute left, and then they try an onside kick. Those types of things happen, and they mess up your point spread. However, give me the Rams in a bounce-back game. They're at home against the Falcons. I don't see Atlanta doing that much in this game. Um, I hope that Cam Akers can get back on track. And also, we didn't really talk about uh, Allen Robinson the new wide receiver going to the Rams. He didn't really do anything in that first game um, in a L.A. Rams uniform. So give me the Rams to cover the 10.5-point spread. I've also come up with a couple rules for when I do these because this next game is going to be my lock of the week. Um, Every week I have to pick a different team to take for a lock of the week, and I can't pick the same team to be an upset special twice in a row. So for example, for the upset special, I couldn't pick either Washington or the Jaguars. And I could, for the lock of the week, I could not pick the Colts or the Texans. 
So for my lock of the week, I have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to the Las Vegas Raiders. They're only picking the the Raiders to win by five and a half points. Give me the Raiders to win and cover that spread. Um, Cardinals just are, are going to struggle until Nuke gets back. Look for the Raiders to get back on track. Uh, Derek Carr should have over 300 yards passing this game. Should have no problem covering a five-and-a-half-point spread at home against the Cardinals. Next, the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Dallas, where the Cincinnati Bengals are favored by seven-and-a-half points against the Cowboys. Give me the Bengals to cover that game. Joe Burrow is going to have a recovery game this week. He's not going to throw any interceptions. Um, Dallas is just going to struggle. And I know I say that, and I know I keep harping on the same thing, but they're going to, I think what's going to happen now is Zeke and uh, Tony Pollard are going to get a lot more carries. They're going to try and play a lot more possession football, try to waste some clock, and not have the quarterback to have to throw the ball as much as possible. So give me Cincinnati to cover the seven and a half point spread in Dallas. Next, the Houston Texans travel to Mile High City, the Denver Broncos, where Denver is favored by 10 points. I'm going to go ahead and pick Denver to cover the 10 and a half point spread in a bounce back game for Russell Wilson. But I'm telling you, this game also had has trouble written on it. On paper, the Denver Broncos are 10 times better than the Houston Texans. But so were the Indianapolis Colts, and somehow Houston hung in it and ended up tying that ball game. So 10 points is a big spread. Give me Russell Wilson in a bounce-back game. Um, the rookie running back for the Broncos, his name is escaping my mind right now. Look for him to get I, – I bet he goes over 100 yards – against the Houston Texans. They got gashed by Jonathan Taylor last week, so look for him and Melvin Gordon to have a couple big games against the Houston Texans. Next, the Justin Fields-led Chicago Bears travel to Green Bay, where Green Bay is favored by 10 points. This was also a tough game because Chicago has a lot of fight in them. Again, on paper, Green Bay is better than Chicago. But are they 10 points better after watching what happened against the Minnesota Vikings last week for Green Bay? Are they that much better than Chicago? Right now, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say bounce back game for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm looking for him to get about 250 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Look for Green Bay to win against Chicago. The Sunday night game, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to the Buffalo Bills. Bills are favored by 10 points. At this point, I would take the Bills if it was a 15-point spread. Um, I think Tennessee's going to try and run the ball a lot, try to keep Buffalo's offense off the field, try to give Derrick Henry as many touches as humanly possible to try and take off some clock. But it is just so hard to, to vote against the Buffalo Bills right now. I don't know how anybody does it. Josh Allen's going to throw for four touchdowns on Sunday night, and they're going to beat the Tennessee Titans pretty handily. Monday night football, and I think actually I think the Chicago-Green Bay game is the Sunday night game, and I think we have a doubleheader next Monday with Tennessee and Buffalo and Minnesota and Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. 
So the other Monday night game, now that I'm correcting myself, is Minnesota Vikings at Philadelphia with Philadelphia favored by two points. And Philly is another team that I said was going to do great this year. They're another team that I said is going to win the division. I really liked what I saw out of them last week with all the rushing yards. I liked what I saw from Jalen Hurts. But there's one bad man in Minnesota that I think Philly's going to have a hard time guarding, and his name is Justin Jefferson. Philadelphia normally struggles when a good RB um, wide receiver one comes into town. They got gashed by um, Mr. Swift last week for over 150 yards. So now they have Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson coming to town to Philadelphia. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. Give me that two-point spread. And if Minnesota doesn't outright win this game, I'm, I'm voting on it to be a one-point game. But give me Minnesota. Since I basically gave you fantasy players for each game throughout my section there, what I want to do is maybe go back and just say a couple players that I think that they should be put on notice. You know, I'm not going to go game by game. I'm just going to scroll through my screen, see a couple people, and see, you know, tell you who I think should be on notice. And first and foremost is CMC Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers. Last week, he didn't have very many touches. When he did get touches, he didn't produce like he should. So if Carolina wants to have any type of success this year, and I'm really limiting my expectations for the Panthers, if we get seven wins, I would be happy. Honestly, I'm hoping for a you know, two or three win season, get us a top five draft pick so that we can start drafting some help. Um, but I think Christian McCaffrey is number one. I think Jameis Winston should continue what he's doing. He did a good job last week. If he wants to play with Tom Brady on Sunday, he's going to have to have a shootout. Next, give me the man in San Francisco. Give me Trey Lance. It's your first home game. You have the struggling Seattle Seahawks, who a lot of people didn't think were going to be very good. You have to come out and you have to produce this week. I'm not sure if George Kittle is going to play or not. Again, I haven't seen an injury report, and a lot of stuff can change between now and Sunday. Uh, I think their game is a 4 o'clock game, so definitely a lot of time can change between now and then. Um, But if George Kittle comes back, you've got to use your weapons, and you have to produce at home. There's no questions about it. There's no what-ifs. You know, you you have to put this team on your back and you have to show them that you are worth all those first-round draft picks. Another player that I think needs to step up is Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. With, with Dak being gone, if originally they said six to eight weeks, now Jerry Jones is saying less than four because they didn't have to put a pin in the thumb so that he can move it sooner rather than later. Um... Zeke has to be able to put this rushing attack on his back and help his defense out and and make some long extended drives for the Dallas Cowboys. You were paid a lot of money, and it is a contract year for you. And I'm telling you, big boy, if you don't produce this year for Dallas, you will not be on the team next year. I'm just putting it out there. I'm saying saying it like it is. But you have to come out and put this Dallas franchise on your court, on your back, and help this team until Dak 
can get back. Just keep your team at, at 500. If you can keep the Dallas Cowboys at 500 until Dak comes back, you've done your job. Last, and who I'm interested to see play, we talk about it every week, Carson Wentz. With Dak being gone in the division, I still think it's the Eagles' division to win. However, Washington would be my other possibility. I don't think the Giants have a chance. So if Washington wants to come in, if Carson Wentz can come in to the game and throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and beat the Detroit Lions, he's going to have a lot of people's attention, including mine. So person to watch for, Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz. Let's see what happens in Washington. It wouldn't be a correct ending to an episode without throwing in a last-minute double down with Dad. I haven't didn't have one last episode. Let's throw one in here. On Thursday night, we have the Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you are a betting man, they have the over-under for that game at 54.5 points. So if you divide that by two, that's only each team scoring 27 points. Give me the over. Double down with dad. Lock it in. Take your money to the nearest computer if it's legal in your state and bet the over-under on the Los Angeles Chargers-Kansas City Chiefs game at 54.5. This game's going to turn into a shootout. Um, I know I talked about the Chargers defense earlier, but sometimes offense just flat-out beats a defense. So give me um, – I did pick the um, Chargers to cover that spread there. But give me, you know, winning team's going to be 35-31 maybe. So over under, Chargers, Chiefs, take the over at 54 and a half. And I think that's going to wrap up our episode. I'm reading this article here um, for, you know, best bets of the week. They're also saying to take the over-under for the Cardinals and Raiders. They're saying the Raiders are going to have a lot of scoring, which I said earlier. They're taking the Dolphins against the Ravens. I wouldn't do that. And they're also taking the Commanders at the Lions. So I guess we'll see who's right, who's wrong. If you've listened to me this far, thank you guys so much. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your football weekend. This week, uh, I'm off from on Friday night calling our local high school game. We have a bye week this week. So it's going to be all football for me, getting the house ready for Savage Joe's party. Until next week, guys, I love you. Jesus loves you. Y'all have a great week.